1: Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870, Mike to tell you along with Charlie Long and on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, former Major League Baseball pitcher, also uh, Nickel State colonel and uh, pop of uh, Cam Sanders, Scott Sanders. Scott, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon.
2: What's up, fellas? Thank you all for having me.
1: Scott, uh, before we get into some LSU and Nickel State stuff, uh, ask you about uh, uh, Cam and how's things going with him
2: doing good he's actually out in arizona he actually today and actually might be about right about now he's going to have his first live uh batting practice session you know off the off the mound against live hitters so i know he's been throwing a bunch of bullpens and all that good stuff so i'm sure he's probably excited to get in there and see some hitters you know and hopefully go out there and have a good spring but he's he's not going what he's healthy and um, he's excited and he's hoping this is going to be his year
1: scott uh when we had on Jay Johnson, he brought up about building depth on this team. And we saw it, Charlie and I were talking about the depth of the pitching position, that catcher, that sort of thing. And the other thing he brought up was, I want to be able to play, if this becomes a 3-2 to two game type game, to be able to win those. And if it's a slugfest, to win those too. And I'll be honest with you, Scott, I think he's got that type team. And we saw it all this past weekend. You know, do you want to play small ball? Okay, I'll I'll do that. You want and look what happened yesterday with, with the hits uh, in that situation. So, man, what he has built, Scott, here is so impressive, uh, especially from a depth standpoint, and to be able to push one another and you get the best out of each player.
2: Yeah, no, I totally agree. He is um, he's done an incredible job at number one recruiting, but he's also done a really good job in the transfer portal or plugging holes where he needs to plug holes. Um, You know, I think this team, obviously last year's team was, I mean, that was, you know, that was a a ridiculous team with, with, with two incredible superstars, number one and two in the draft, obviously. You know, this team's not the same. I think this team will probably be a little more grittier. I think they will be deeper on the mound and, and position wise. I mean, I'll be honest. He's got five guys who can catch at a lot of programs and, He's going to have to play two behind the plate in Malazzo and, and and Brady Neal. And Trevency's going to get some run. But, I mean, he's got, he's got Fry and he's got um, the other, uh, Jared Jones. Those guys are both catchers as well. They, and they won't even snip behind the plate. Like, who has five catchers? I mean, some pro teams don't have five good catchers that they can <laughs> run out there, you know. Um, but, you know, he's got some guys. Uh, I think, you know, obviously, I, you know, they won four games this this weekend and, and today. I'm sure he wasn't probably totally you know happy with everything went down, but he's four and It they found every seemed like every game they found a different way to win, and that's jay johnson that's jay johnson baseball how doesn't matter how we do it, let's just find a way to do it, and at the end we're gonna grind you out, and we're gonna have more runs than you when we get that twenty seventh out if they if they make it nine innings, you know <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, sometimes you get a run roll like you saw on Sunday, Scott. I mean, as you said, they show that they can win in multiple ways. The the game against VMI on Sunday, the 27-5 to 5 is incredible. But I'm going to go back to the Saturday game, the game that I was at. I got my first look at Luke Holman, the Alabama transfer that we're all really excited about. He ended up being the Saturday guy after Thatcher Hurd was named the Friday starter. Now, as Jay mentioned multiple times, leading up to the season, uh, a lot of positions would be changed. A lot of roles would be changed throughout the year. Uh, as everything progressed but what do you saw from luke holman on, on saturday i mean he got into one you know i guess jam you would say in the fourth inning where he gave up a leadoff double and then a single followed that and then three straight strikeouts but other than that he kept central arkansas off the base pass basically the entire time and he showed why he had such a good whip last year at, uh, at alabama i think he had the number two whip in the sec only behind paul Skeens, and i, I think that was on full display uh on saturday
2: yeah, it was funny. I just, uh, this morning, I was out at Alex Box and I was talking, chatting with Ben McDonald about about him. and And I said, Ben, I, I, I did I wasn't at that game, but I did watch it on TV. And I said, Ben, you were here. Obviously, he was announcing the game. I said, his fastball has got so much run on it. I mean, he was throwing some ball in. It, it's not ninety six, ninety seven. It's ninety two, ninety three, touching ninety four, some ninety ones. And guys are, I mean, guys are just swinging right through it. They weren't following it off. And 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 you know, obviously, you know. They didn't play SEC quality teams. But these guys that they played this weekend, they can still hit a baseball. They These guys can hit a 92, 93 mile an hour fastball that's flat, right? So it's telling me that he got so many swing and misses that his ball's got some extra life to it. It's probably got a little rise, with, with, you know, with what the, the scouts love. But I, I'll be honest, I, I see him probably sticking in that Saturday spot all year. My gut is, uh, I think, gauge jump. You know, he only pitched one inning over the weekend. Um, I think it was Friday night, came in and shoved, you know. But I think they're going to – I think he's going to probably start Thursday for them. Not 100% sure, but that's just my gut feel. Um, and I do think that once they ramp him up, you know, he is coming off, off an injury. Obviously, it was cold. He's from, he's from the West Coast. I, I think, you know, Jay is being very smart about it. But I see down the line, once they build him up, I see him being a Friday guy. I see – Home and stand Saturday and I think Stature Heard will probably move to Sunday. That's just my gut. I could be wrong. Um, you know, obviously Jay Johnson knows his team way better than I do, but I think if they can get Gage jump built up pitch wise and health wise, he's got probably the best stuff on the team. And I think if you asked Jay Johnson he would tell you that. To your point, Scott,
0: about Holman, that, yeah, what we saw from Saturday, he had the high fastball working. They were chasing all over, um, and he just had those hitters uncomfortable at the plate, and that's why he ended up getting 10 strikeouts and five and a third innings pitched. And I mean, Holman was a decent strikeout pitcher last year, 87 strikeouts and 81 innings pitched, but it wasn't like any kind of crazy numbers like we see from a guy like Paul Skeens, who was just unbelievable. But I want to actually get your thoughts on Gage Jump because I thought that when he came into the ninth inning against VMI, I, I mean, he may have had the best pure stuff of anyone on the team. And that's what Jay Johnson's been talking about when he was recruiting him coming off of Tommy John surgery at UCLA, comes out in the transfer portal to LSU. And he was saying that this is like the most important recruit that I've gotten from the portal this year. And just what we saw from jump in the ninth inning, it was kind of a sneak peek. I think they're going to ease him into things. And that's why you didn't see him start this weekend. You instead saw, you know, different guys starting. You haven't seen jump start a game yet. He may have, like, that bullpen role for a while, and but I completely agree with you, though, Scott. I think he's got definitely a role on the weekend starting, uh, but later on in the season maybe.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I do, like I said, I would be um, – I don't know for sure, but I, I have a feeling he, probably will, he, he may pitch Thursday. Um, I think that's their next game. Uh, and I think it would probably be a two- or three-inning outing, you know, probably in the range of 45 to 60 pitches. And I think they'll just slowly but surely build him up. You know, obviously Jay has a plan. One thing about Jay is Jay has a plan for a plan for a plan for a plan, right? He, uh, he he's very organized, and he always has his, his eye is still on the big prize uh, at the end of the year. And um, I think he will take his take his time to get jumped. Number one, like I said, I'm sure he's waiting for the, the weather's going to be heating up here pretty soon. We all know that. Um, and, and and I'll be honest, it was this weekend was tough on you know Cam Johnson, who's a young freshman who's you know everybody talked about, him, who's got incredible stuff. You know, didn't go out and you know I, I felt so bad for the kid. You know, he walked. I think it was six guys in the inning. Um, but his ball moves all over the place. Milazzo who's a great defensive catcher, boxed like three or four balls that were right down the middle. That just shows you how much this kid's balls ball moves he's a big dude. Uh, he'll be fine. He got that first one out the way. It was kind of chilly, you know, um, but but I think, you know, th- they have some pieces that that, um, that, that can really uh, le- lengthen out teams, and, and, and in a three-game series, they can outplay a lot of teams, you know, obviously I think because of the depth in both, both on the mound and, and the dugout.
1: Scott, uh, I'll throw it to you, you alma mater at Nichols State. Uh, you know, now they're outdated- preseason pick to be the Southland Conference champs, um, won the series this weekend. And uh, Jacoby Myers back. Bob and I were talking about this. Man, at the end of last season, I was, man, ain't no way Jacoby's going to be back at Nichols. But uh, he's back at Nichols. Uh, We saw him throw Friday night. Uh, Your thoughts on Jacoby uh, as a player and as a pitcher, but also about that Nichols State uh, baseball team because – uh, you know, it was—I can't say uh, rebuild, but it was sort of a reload a little bit uh, in certain areas. But man, they got it going down there in Thibodeau.
2: Yeah, you know, Coach Mike Silva was a dear friend of mine. He is very passionate about winning baseball games, and that team—they—they—they they, they ride his wave. You know what I mean? And he—and to be honest, he's really good at pushing and pulling. You know, he—he doesn't—he doesn't overdo things. When he has to, he he gets on them. But most of the time, he just lets those guys go play baseball. And, uh, you know, Myers Myers is a a stud. You know, obviously some teams came after him, and I'm sure there's some NIL money, you know. Uh, But I'll be honest, you know, I know some people who know his family real real very well. And basically, I don't know for sure, but what I heard, you know, sometimes stories get told But when people call, they're like, where were you when he was coming out of high school? Because he he,
1: he had zero offers. Nichols.
2: Nichols, Nichols was it. Was it. He, didn't have, he didn't even have a junior college offer. He had nickels or nickels, you know. And uh, so, you know, and, and and you know, I've talked to Mike about it. And I, I told Mike I said, hey, at the end of the day. I mean, I'm not boasting, but, I mean, I was a first-round pick out of Nichols. You can be a first-round pick out of Nichols State. You don't have to go to LSU to be a first-round pick in baseball. Football, you probably do. There probably won't be many football first-round picks out of Nichols State because you don't play the speed of the game, the size of the guys you need. But baseball is so analytic nowadays. They want to see his spin rate. They want to see his stuff. They want to see everything about him. And I really hope that he sticks out for two more years, to be honest. Um, You know, because, number one, he has a lot more moxie this year. You know, last year he, he started feeling himself, but I could tell this year he's, he's he's starting to really not not in a bad way, not in a cocky way, but I think he's starting to realize how good he is and how good he can really be. And uh, you know, he had a good outing the other day. I didn't give up a hit. I want to right. say he struck out step seven or eight, maybe walked one or two. And same thing, it wasn't it wasn't pitching it wasn't pitching weather. And uh, you know, it's it's not easy to go out and pitch. When it's a little chilly, you know, um, just because it's hard to feel that baseball and, and ball runs a little bit more than the normal. But, but now he's a stud, and I, I'm excited he's back at Nichols, and I'm excited for what they do. You know, they have to they have to replace Zane Brown and West yeah. center field and right field. That's their two big. If they can replace two, two, those two guys, I feel really good about everybody else they have back in the spots. They have you know Alvarez was the Southland competitor of the week. He hit two or three home runs, I think, this weekend. Drove in a ton of runs, and uh, you know they. They're pitching you know they the uh, pitching is solid he feels good about his depth in his pitching but the things that Mike's doing is amazing and I uh, love that dude man he's he's putting nickels back on the map which I love to see
1: Scott uh, real quick uh, we've had a um... Couple texts ask about as a pitcher and dealing with the cold weather, and you know it was it's warm for a little while. Then all of a sudden, man, you feel that air, especially Saturday, man. When you out there in that wind, it wasn't fun. Scott. No, no, uh, Charlie, he wasn't smart like me. I, I watched the basketball game. Charlie went watch <laughs> the baseball game. Man, you man, that thing cut you in too a little bit from a pitching standpoint on how that affects you throwing the ball.
2: So. Cold weather is bad. Cold weather and wind is worse, right? Because at the end of the day, everybody knows that when you go out in the cold weather and you feel your hands, they become very dry, right? And and so you have to always – that's why pitchers are always licking, always blowing in their hands, because they always want to try to get some type of moisture and some type of heat into their hands. So they can get a little bit better grip on that baseball, right? Because if you don't, that ball basically it feels like you're throwing like an old school aspirin. You know, you know old school aspirin. You know, <laughs> before they put the coating on it, how they have that powdery. That's what it feels like. Obviously, which and when it feels like that, that ball is going to move way more than you want when you throw when you try to throw a fastball. But it's also going to pop out your hand too early when you're trying to throw a breaking ball or a changeup. So it's always it's very it, it it affects people way more than people – the pitcher way more than you think about it. Um, but it, but I'll be honest, it also does affect the hitters when it's too cold, too, because a lot of guys don't like hitting when it's cold. But if you can keep your, you keep that good moisture in your hands, you know, and, and just lick a ton – I'll be honest, what the guys do is they lick really really hard and they just fake wipe because they have to keep that much moisture so they can grip that baseball. Scott, we had talked to multiple writers
0: heading into the year, and kind of the prevailing thought was that the way that this LSU baseball team gets back to Omaha – And, you know, makes another run in a second national championship for Jay Johnson is if the sophomores take that big jump. And I think you saw a little bit of it so far this past weekend. I mean, Jared Jones with three home runs in four games is outstanding. Brady Neal is a part of that super deep uh, catcher room that you were talking about he's going to be a guy that you're going to see starting basically every single game if it's not a catcher then he'll be a dh just because he's that good and he showed it i mean two doubles a grand slam and two runners you know thrown out on the base pass and that went over vmi on sunday that he can do it both ways so and then also paxton Kling was that third guy and the and that didn't have a huge weekend but he still has very high projections this upcoming season so i want to get your thoughts on those sophomores that have made that jump from freshman year to sophomore year and how big they can be for the tigers
2: Yeah, I'll be honest. To me, the key of this group is Paxton Kling. Right, I'm not saying he's Dylan Cruz, but when he came on the campus, they called him a mini Dylan Cruz. That's how good his skills were. He's actually bigger than Dylan Cruz. He's thicker than Dylan Cruz. He runs better than Dylan Cruz. His arm is better than Dylan Cruz, but it just has not translated. You know, last year he right when he started getting going, I think it was against Tulane, he ran into the gap to, to grab a ball and. I think pulled a hamstring or something. Right. And he was never right after that the rest of the season, but he's the guy to me, it, it, he's got to, he's got to take his game to the next level and become that next first round pick out of LSU. Right. Um, Brady Neal stud, love his swing. Can, can throw you out, can block a baseball. I think he's going to be the, 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 main catcher this year. Obviously Malazzo is a captain. He's going to have to get some time back there just because he is the team captain. Um, you know, and then, and then Jared Jones, I mean, the dude has got some serious pop. I mean, he reminds me of, uh, of many uh, Aaron Judge. You know, that's the type of body he has. I mean, I, I'm a big dude. And when I stand next to him, I feel like I'm not that big, you know. And, uh, <laughs> you know, his power's there. His power is there. I, 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 you know, and obviously he hit 14, I think, home runs last year, 15 home runs as a freshman. And, that, and then that, that towards the end, he didn't play much, you know, because that's when right. Stravinsky got hot and took his spot. But swing is the key to this team. Obviously, the other guy I want to talk about is Stephen Milam, Milam, the the little second baseman, who I knew was a stud and I knew wasn't going to start the first game because Pearson, obviously what he did last year in in Omaha, um, but he's going to be a key too because I think he can be that leadoff guy. He's a switch hitter, plays a really solid defense show. He's a shortstop by trade in high school, best shortstop coming out of New Mexico. Um, But he can be a guy that if he can set the table – You know, um, I I think it would be great. You know, the crazy thing is we haven't even mentioned Tommy White yet. Yeah, Yeah, right. That's what I was going (laughs) to say.
1: Where's Tommy White in the conversation?
2: (laughs) You know, and and so I'll be honest. You know, Tommy White is coming off of uh, basically taking the fall off, Um, did get some at-bats in the spring. So I think he's going to be a little bit behind. To me, I watched him this weekend. He didn't look like Tommy White of last year, you know, Um, and that – that, I think he's still not. I mean, obviously he's still. I think he's hitting three thirty three. You know, I mean, he still. It, it, he didn't have a bad. He didn't just. He didn't hit a home run this weekend, right? Which we're not used to that. Which just so. Yeah, we are getting kind of. You know, kind of used to that, but. Uh, but he, Tommy White's going to be there. I, I do think Jared Jones, and I'll be honest, he's He hit six thirty six on the weekend with, with you know on base of seven thirty three. He keeps doing that. This team is going to be dangerous with, with the guys they have. That's why. That's why I really think. Uh, Mealum, you know the second baseman and Kling. If those two guys can get going, you know, and 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 we even talk about um, the, uh, the the freshman right fielder um, Jake Brown, who they brought in to be a left-handed pitcher, and I mean he he only hit six sixty-seven on the weekend, was on base seven hundred fifty seven seven fifty, you know. So they they got some depth. Like Pearson has the way to play right now, you know, which is crazy, but um, you know we'll, we'll see. It's a good problem to have. That's a
1: yeah, problem. I would rather have that Scott than not, not have talent. Yeah, my my last one
0: for you, Scott. Just today we saw the debut of Kate Anderson, the highly regarded freshman, the number two prospect out of the state of Louisiana in the class of 2023 – uh, you know, when we were talking about when Jay had announced the first two pitchers, Thatcher Heard, and then obviously Luke Coleman for Friday and Saturday, he left Sunday and, you know, Monday TBD. And when I was trying to project who was going to be pitching on Sunday Monday, a couple of names came up like Griffin Herring and Javen Coleman. And Coleman obviously got the start on Sunday, but Cade Anderson gets the start on Monday to close out the weekend series, and I thought he was pretty good. I want to get your evaluation of him. He got his first win in a Tigers uniform, four innings pitch, three hits allowed, one earned run. Uh, and then six strikeouts. It seemed when Cade got ahead of hitters, uh, he was really like he put him away pretty easily. But when he was getting behind, that's when he started to struggle. He had three walks today as well.
2: Yeah, so that's called freshman blues, right? Um, when you're good, you're good, and when, when you're not, you know. Once again, you, know, you take a high school kid who's maybe his biggest game he's pitched in front of his 500 people, right? You know, even on a bad day at the box, it's five or six, five five or six thousand. Um, but his stuff plays very well. Um, I, I think he'll probably slide into that week that weekday slot, you know, facing the Nichols, the Magnesas, the ULMs, the, that type of, you know, because I think that that's going to probably be a, a nice um, start for him to go out there, pitch in front of some big crowds, pitch against some good teams, right? Because Nichols is good, you know, Magneses is good. All these teams they're going to play every. All these teams in the state of Louisiana now are good baseball teams. So I think uh, I, I think that's where he's going to fall. But his stuff really plays well. Um, I know they are very high on him, and, and I do see him probably keep you know going out your first game and, and, and throwing four innings and, and you know punching out six. I know we don't want the three walks, but he gave up three hits, right? One earned run. You gave your team a chance to win, and, and you know in a, in a day where not many runs were scored, so that's a qual- I know it's not a quality start on paper. But in my mind for a freshman, that's a quality start for him the first time out the gate. Because let me tell you, first time you step on that Alex Box Mound coming out of high school, you got some jitters. I <laughs> mean yeah. you know, he got some butterflies going around, you know. So but uh I, I, I have I have high, high hopes for him and he is he, he's a stud. Scott,
1: thanks so much for joining this afternoon. Always appreciated great stuff as usual and we'll talk to you pretty soon, brother. Thank you.
2: Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Have a great
1: evening. All righty. Scott Sanders, former Major League Baseball pitcher, uh, double digits in the Major Leagues, and uh, his son Cam now pitching uh, with the Chicago Cubs. And, uh, man, always uh, on top of things at LSU and certainly at Nichols State, former colonel and, uh, as he told you, former first-round pick. How about that? uh, From Nichols State.